Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. And on this week's show, as growth rates pick up, Grass 10 campaign manager John Maher recommends how to manage our grazing swords now and into the mid-season. The spring has come slow in terms of growth. That's the first thing to note, uh, Emma. So... uh you know, we're, we're somewhere between 40-50% of uh, grass growth rates uh, compared to uh, what we normally would get during February and March. As we to the other point then to notice is the grazing conditions were poor as well. So while we had slow growth, we also had difficult grazing conditions, which basically meant that the level of grass in the diet uh, of the dairy cow was probably less than ideal compared to previous uh, years and and the level of grass production has been behind us as, as, as well. So it's been difficult and there's been challenges around application of slurry as well and we're behind on that too. In terms, you mentioned 40 to 50% of the growth we'd normally expect at this time of year. What sort of impact is that going to have on say annual grass production? Yeah, while we're behind in the in the spring compared to normal, you uh, know, only half normal. The reality is, though, from mid-April onwards, we grow ninety percent of the grass uh, for the year. So, you know, while it has been a difficult February, March, and start of April, we have a lot of grass still to uh, grow and graze. And the fact that ten percent grows before the first of April, and we got half of that compared to average, you know, we're only five percent behind as you know as we go into the main grazing season. And the reality is, like most of the grass grown on the farm happens between mid-April and mid-August, and that's why we have the Grass Ten campaign focuses on getting six grazing rotations in that one hundred and twenty days, which is six rotations by twenty days each. You mentioned that the amount of grazed grass in the diet of the cow was lower than normal. What sort of spring rotation plans did you see um, emulate on farms? Well, look, people got off to a slow start in February because it wasn't the best month, but that was okay. But a lot of adjustment had to take place then in, in March and into April because number one grazing conditions were poor and uh, and probably more importantly grass growth rates were were low so some of the better paddocks were grazed with higher the higher covers maybe earlier on and by the time you got to mid mid march you know the level of recovery wasn't great so it meant that people had to uh, push out the start of the second round from probably early april to mid april Right, and some even into the third week of April. Now, look, for those who farm on heavy land, um, you know, missing out in February is not a big deal, and missing out part of March is not a big deal. However, you know, um, they're on the back foot now in April. Um, so, yeah, things are behind. However, growth is picking up, though, in the latter half of April. And, and you mentioned growth is picking up. Weather conditions change dramatically, and therefore the grass situation and the amount of grass on farms um, completely changed. Um, what are you seeing as a result of this? Yeah, we're seeing two things, and there's good news and there's not so good news, I suppose. To be very simple about it, we've seen a huge change in growth rates now in the latter half of April. They're more or less close to normal. Soil temperatures are two degrees above normal, which is a bit surprising, but that's the reality of it. And there's been, you know, some leftover nitrogen from the spring carried into April as well. So the reality is that growth is actually not bad, and we're not doing too... too, uh, we're doing well on that front. However, on the other front of trying to graze the grass is where the challenge is now. So the grazing conditions have gone from being good to bad and, and bad to good be, simply because of the weather pattern. So we get we get levels of rainfall that sometimes are a bit too high or excessive and it's making grazing conditions challenging now, unfortunately. 
and and taking cognizance of the rain, like we've had um, relatively heavy rain now in the last few days. How do we manage the grass on farm and do we need to consider, dare I say, take out surpluses? You're right in the fact that because growth now is pretty close to normal um, and people are challenged with grazing conditions, that means then that... You know, animals are in and out and even maybe on still some level of silage. <clears throat> so the bottom line is that uh, on many farms, um, there, there's almost a surplus of grass and farm because of the difficult and challenging grazing conditions uh, combined with the surge and growth. So, you know, if you look at the measurements of pasture base and look at the farms that that, that are, uh, you know, doing pretty well in terms of grass production and fertiliser spread, they're now in a surplus situation. So a few things have to happen here. We have to try and manage the difficult grazing conditions, which means putting the right grazing techniques in place, picking the right paddocks to graze during these conditions. At the same time, though, you know, people have been... Um, uh, probably a little bit overcautious about closing soils ground up and that needs to happen and if fields are gone too strong on grass they should be closed up for silage and look we'd, we'd, we'd ask people that they, they would go close to stocking at four cows per hectare which in simple terms of grass growth means you must grow about 65 a day to maintain that stocking rate with, a, with one or two kilos a meal to cover you for cal mag and that's where the growth is at the moment as we speak here in uh, you know in the latter half of April so three things have to happen then one that we close up the the uh, land for silage and stock at four cows per hectare. Uh, the next piece then is to uh, try and do the best we can with the grazing conditions that, that are, are prevailing, right? And where is where, the, where there is surplus grass, you know, when the, when, the, when the conditions change in terms of weather and we get sun and we need that, you know, these uh, paddocks that are gone too strong, they need to be made into surplus bales. Now, you need sun for that to happen because it's the first round bales of the season. Um, you know, nitrogen has been running behind, so there's going to be a level of nitrogen hanging around in grass that's a little bit surplus to normal. So, you know, to, to overcome that, you need sunshine to increase the sugar content so that the, so that um, uh, the good bales can be made, which effectively means we must wilt the grass. It has to be down for at least, you know, probably 36, 48 hours with good sunshine to make the right bales. And, I mean, to take a step away from the current situation we're in we're technically mid-season grazing at the moment can you talk us through the targets that we should be hitting um, around farm cover and rotation length at this time of year yeah look like as I said the surplus grass there right and uh, you know the, the cupboard is bare in many places in terms of silage so it's not it's, it's not it's not seen as a bad thing to be going off making um, surplus grass into bales we have to fill the empty cupboard so you know and in in order to, for that to happen then you know this is where we walk the farm and we need to establish where we are in terms of grass supply and really to try and stick to a, um, um, a grazing rotation of about 20 days the growth rates at the moment are in the 60s you know as we speak going into the latter half of April so that's that's equivalent then of four cows per hectare so if you do 20 days by 60 or 65 right that's somewhere about 12, 13, 1400 kilograms of grass dry matter which is why we target a rotation length of 18 to 20 days so that's the first point then that you divide your farm up and be able to graze that proportion of the farm 120 to the farm every day um, so that's the rotation length the farm cover for those who measure it then is to target you know 160 180 per cow we know from pasture base that you know we're above 200 so there is surpluses there for those who measure so the other measure that people use then is looking at growth versus demand so if you're stocked at four cows per hectare and you're feeding a kilo or two a meal that means you need 16 per cow per day by by four cows per hectare is demand of 64 so if you're growing 
60s, 70s, well then the farm is in balance. Now if you're growing above 70 then there's surplus, right? And obviously if you're growing less than 60 then there's a bit of a deficit. So some people will will measure grass in different ways. Some will do the farm cover, some will operate uh, kilograms of uh, dry matter per cow, some will do growth versus demand, some will use rotation length and then some will also target, you know, that they, they want to enter the 13 or 1400 kilograms of grass dry matter per hectare which is effectively grazing grass at the, you know, two and a half to three leaf stage. And once they know they go into that type of grass um, and, and the right grass, they can go in, graze it down well and move on to the next paddock. So they, they target the right amount of grass to go into every time. You mentioned farm cover per cow. And just to pick up on that, during the spring, we would have been monitoring farm cover per hectare and we essentially wouldn't have had any focus on farm cover per cow. Why does this change when we move from the spring to mid-season? Okay, so in the spring we have all the farm open to us. We have a, a long grazing rotation, even longer this year, unfortunately. And like there's a target figure there of trying to open somewhere around 900 of the average farm cover. Cows start to calve and eventually you, you try and get to a cover of, of 600 and they drop below 500 by sometime in, in the first half of April. Now we move into uh, you know a much greater t- um, um, production potential of grass and growth rates are high. So very simple, if, if I want 160 per cow and I stock to four cows per hectare I need an average farm cover around 650 and that keeps the farm roughly in balance and that's supposed to be somewhere about the average for the farm if I just double that figure 650 multiplied by day two is around that famous 13 1400 kilograms of grass that we try to target target for cows to be grazing so that's where the balance is it it like every farm can have 650 but if you're stocked at four cows per hectare you're 160 but if you're stocked at way less you'd have way more grass so that's where the balance that's where you know the the 160 to 180 per cow it takes out the stocking rate it it, it counts for the stocking rate effect and finally if we just consider fertilizer john where do we go for the mid-season yeah obviously fertilizer has been running behind in spring now people have caught up lately look so it's been a it's been a slow spring um so people have been running behind in fertilizer Uh, so nitrogen targets are roughly about 100 units per acre to be out by the 1st of May and then as a simple guide probably one unit of nitrogen per day um, uh, in the rotation after that as a simple guide so on a 20 day rotation uh, you know that's 20 units but it's effectively 30 units for the month so that's uh, as a guide but 100, 100 units for the 1st of May is just the 1st uh, per acre for the, is the starting guide the next piece then is the, the P and K story and look it's been a difficult spring growth has been slow grazing conditions have been poor so that means the grass plant is under duress to me it also means that the grass plant may have been damaged and that's where the P and K and particularly the P comes in so if people could get out a level of phosphorus in particular in the next uh, few weeks that would be great to try and catch up to phosphorus is is important in terms of grass production in the first half of the season but also important in terms of the the recovery of the plant and the last piece of the jigsaw then is sulphur we we see now changes in in terms of um, environmental practices around industrial and domestic um, um, uh, processes in uh, what it basically means is there's less sulphur in the atmosphere so therefore we have to bring sulphur in from another source which is fertilizer so that's the main source and our target is to have about 15 units to 20 units of sulphur out per acre by the early July. Now, slurry also has some sulphur, um, the order of two or three units per thousand gallons. However, we're probably looking at, uh, you know, the the slurry for the the second cut area uh, applied after first cut. So at this time, then on the grazing land, we will look at using fertilisers as a supply of sulphur. So for many then who are behind maybe on nitrogen, P and K, um, and a bit of sulphur, like a bag and a half to two bags of 18612 plus S 
would go a long way to meeting, you know, the P, the K, uh, the nitrogen and the sulphur demands of the raising sward as we speak. That's great. Thank you, John. Thank you, Emma. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to John Maher for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.